morning. Ta-da, good morning. <laughs> uh, it is morning for us, at least. Yeah, early morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, how are we doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's, um, it's almost Christmas. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and so we can, you know, we can look forward to that and start planning our new year. Yeah, crazy. This this year has been a shit show, I think, for many. <laughs> uh, but it's also, um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of living in history, which I think is cool. Um, which I thought about um, when we had the first lockdown was that we actually live uh, like you always read about historical events and mm -hmm. now uh, this is definitely like a historical event yeah. and um yeah so and usually out of historical events you get new pivots and new things happening and mm -hmm. uh you can only hope for that this is pivoting in the right direction and not into another uh, uh 1933 or something like that <laughs> So. It's weird though because I think about this often and, and some days you forget because, you know, there's like, we've never lived in a time where like we've heard bombs going off or a country where we've heard bombs going off or anything. So it's like, it's quite, you know, it's just kind of quiet out. And, um, but amidst this kind of chaos. And so, but then, you know, you turn on the news and you hear that in like the UK that like the, the virus is like mutating. And I don't know, for me, it's like, we're finished. It's, it's all over, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have, I have some thoughts about that, but it seems to me a bit that this virus came like 20 years ago, this virus would have been not not really taking that serious um and there would be some more casualties i guess um but i think we are we are now living by the consequences of uh social media and uh the media also being a very particular position where uh, like old media has been more or less dying Mm -hmm. off and uh, uh, this is like the perfect thing for media companies right because this keeps people's attention to them right. all the time and and uh, the media like traditionally media has been the trusted source for for real information mm -hmm. and now from you know following American politics for a couple of years uh looking at the fox channel or <laughs> looking at uh, um, you know nbc or or whatever shows you know it's going to be somehow um uh, mirrored uh, in, mm -hmm. in 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 uh, and tainted from what their agenda is right yeah but again if it's fox news or if it's whatever news they're all uh having their best year yeah ever like they they're doing so good yeah. and um they have all the people's attention and if there's anything that might be a news story especially on the virus now 
if it's a mutation or he has a second cousin or something, that's going to be huge news mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And they're drawing all these conclusions immediately, like it's a super spreading version and blah, blah, blah. And then you have some guy expert or whatever. And he's like, I, it could be. And then it's like, OK, it, it could be. You right. See? Yeah. And, yeah. And this is kind of where I feel <laughs> uh, the trustworthiness is uh, decreasing, at least in my eyes. Yeah. And um, uh, again, the social media thing is also one thing that <coughs> it really triggers action. Uh, it's not only in the, in the in in the pandemic, but in all issues. Like we had that in the Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. uh, thing, and like we have that in the in the uh, environmental thing mm -hmm. it's just uh, this uh, urge of uh, um i don't know urge to action becomes very 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 uh, strong because people are feeling that um if you don't act if you don't do this and so on you're you're gonna be you know uh, uh it's gonna be bad for your f uh yeah your marketing or your f or your um reputation and so right. on so right now like for the politics and everything it's just uh, you have to act now and uh, everyone is just in this chaos and um yeah my personal opinion is that it has escalated uh, very far and i'm not um not only because of the virus but in a lot of matters is escalating because the politics are just so scared of uh, re their reputations mm -hmm. right, right now because anything can spread mm -hmm. within a second mm -hmm. and it's a Twitter thing and the media the tra traditional media is also you know uh, qu quoting stuff on Twitter which right. is also like what's your what's the journalism and this like what's the investigating journalism and this no has to be like this this immediate this. yeah and i know this like uh, um one of my neighbors he's he's a, a top guy within media he said like nobody wants to pay for for investigating uh journalism right um and he, this this was he told me years ago but sorry i can't work on a piece for weeks or months anymore it has to be done overnight and right uh yeah i mean all these bigger things are like from the news uh, news uh, uh from the media companies like ah I, I don't want to you know they don't want to put money into something that might not be clickbaity right yeah. <laughs> so um has to be really guaranteed big news yeah uh, so um, but yeah, uh, that was not what we're we're here talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about the new state, but it's a very interesting topic. But today um, we are going to talk about some, you know, big kind of the big misconceptions in in the CrossFit world. And so we'll kind of take a look at um, a bunch of topics uh, that come up for people. Um, maybe you've heard these, you know in your life outside of the box <laughs> mm -hmm. from friends or uh, people that have never done it before that don't really know so much about it. Uh, the first one that I thought we would talk about, which is 
always super interesting to me is um, women and um, women that have, you know, have this idea, women that, that haven't done CrossFit um, have this idea that as soon as you start the second day or the day after you wake up after your first class, you're jacked. You're huge and you're, you know, muscly and big and masculine looking. And um, where does this idea come from? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it comes from uh, maybe watching the CrossFit Games. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, <clears throat> to be honest, my perception has also changed uh, a lot because when you see a lot of fit people, you don't really think about, uh, like, you don't really think about that so much. You re re you really look at other people that are not fit and you're like, whoa, he looks unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, no, that's that's actually normal. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, But yeah, like the CrossFit Games, which is very exaggerated in one sense of how uh, women's physique can, can look like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a discussion with, um, I talked, I talked about this with, um, the owner of, uh, CrossFit Nordic. Um, uh, she's called Jenny. Uh, hi Jenny. Um, she has, uh, she has pretty, pretty good biceps, uh, to be honest. Um, but she, yeah, she's a, she's an awesome, awesome woman and, uh, uh, we talked about that and she said, you know, <clears throat> women don't understand how much time and effort I put into actually building muscle because mm -hmm. just by exercising, I don't get muscle. She, she needed to do uh, really specific training, really specific um, nutrition for it. And uh, yeah. Uh, she said, "Like a, a normal uh, girl will will not get that just from you know going to the gym, going to the gym, right. and um, so and then you have to talk about the genetics. There are some women have just those genetics. Mm -hmm. If we look at specifically the CrossFit Games, most of the women are shorter, mm -hmm. so that means." Um, the muscles they build they don't have so much bone structure to build it on so the muscles have to be a bit bigger mm -hmm. um but for normal uh for normal women um you you you, you get definition for sure like especially if you drop uh, fat mm -hmm. um and uh, but looking at you know other examples in the crossfit games is like Haley adams which in my eyes she she looks you know she looks like she's fit but she doesn't look like a jacked yeah like uh, a slim yeah. fit girl yeah and yeah. i'm 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 so impressed by looking at her um you know uh, what she can uh, perform and what she can do weight wise uh performance wise uh which is kind of an indication of um you know also that you don't need to be like super bulky mm -hmm. to be able to be strong right. either so she really demonstrates that um 
no, I'm su super impressed by her, and uh, um, yeah, I, I think I, I don't know if that conclu concludes it, but uh, I, I would just say for for women, if you want to be uh, like if you want to be bulky, that requires a lot of attention, a lot of devotion to become that. Yeah. And to be honest, like if you look at the like the models in in bodybuilding and so on, they are all uh, all taking steroids mm -hmm. so or hormones. So it's mm -hmm. um, if there's somebody out there that maybe doesn't do it, like yeah, might happen. But right. most of them are are on on some kind of roids. But Right. And also, I think you have to take into consideration that, like, you know, when when photos are taken or during a physique competition or, mm -hmm. you know, towards the games, um, they're in their peak yeah. of their programming and their nutrition. And so and and, you know, especially, you know, for these physique competitions, you know, they're completely dehydrated. Yeah. And so 48 hours after the competition, once the spray tan is gone and the lights are gone and they've filled themselves up with water yeah. um, and maybe some extra carbohydrates, they look completely different. Sure. So I think, you know, when, when women see videos or photos or whatever, it's like they get this idea in their head that, you know, a weekend to do in CrossFit, I'm going to look like this. Well, no. And okay. it's interesting because I, I've heard conversations from women about you know even just like the nutrition side of it and how you know they're eating you know loads of just like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and pints of ice cream and it's just it couldn't be further from the truth mm -hmm. right and so um i think the best way for for you know to kind of cut that idea is to go into a box and talk to a coach and um, start to understand on a on a less um, visual level. Um, yeah, like the the normal path is the following: <clears throat> many want to lose weight mm -hmm. when they start a gym, uh, or especially when they start CrossFit. Um, uh, this is the path. Not everyone wants to lose weight when they come to CrossFit gym, but many do. Uh, so they come to a gym, they want to lose some weight, and they start training, and six months later, they forgot that that was the case. Right. Like, it's not important anymore, mm -hmm. because there's so many other things that are, you know, inspiring them. Uh, they, they got new friends in one sense, like the community, um, but also like all these new things, learning new things about yourself, like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, and those things become more important than you know your body weight right and especially that's also something that really happened like changes uh, as uh, when they people come here they talk about body weight and they want to lose body weight mm -hmm. and i tell them let's cut off your your leg and you're gonna lose body <laughs> weight <laughs> you mean you want to lose fat right like yeah okay so yeah that's a different conversation but just losing body weight is not like really good goal it's just it's one measurement but mm -hmm. we want to look at so many different points like okay body fat is one 
uh, your lean body composition. Uh, we want to look at yeah body composition at all, like your hip to waist ratio, uh, those kind of things to distinguish how healthy you are. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, since we're we're not measuring, we're not like a aesthetics kind of sport. Uh, we don't measure how big biceps or legs are or so on. Um, we can uh, measure some points like we, we say like the thigh or something like that to, to have a, an idea of where maybe fat mass is lost. Mm -hmm. So that, mm -hmm. that can be definitely like a one measurement tool, but it's just one yeah. point. And then we look at the performance too. Like, are you getting uh, faster, stronger? Uh, is your performance actually going up? Because mm -hmm. if you're just losing weight and your performance goes also down the basement, and it's like, yeah, it, you're basically killing yourself. Right. You're, 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 you're doing a, you know, you're not, you're stagnating. That's right. like not a good idea. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the next, uh, misconception uh kind of to piggyback off this is that crossfit is dangerous and that you'll always be injured or you'll get injuries yeah um it that that's um uh, i I'm, I'm 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 laughing a bit because i, I have a specific thought about that <coughs> uh, uh, that i'm gonna jump into in, in a second but to start with we we have to look at uh, the uh, the evidence yeah. um, of that claim. So there there was actually a study about this where they looked at uh, how many injuries and stuff like that. And this study was uh, very poorly done uh, in I think it was the Netherlands. They did it in the one box or two boxes. Uh, like not too many athletes were participating. It was like a questionnaire. So it was. You know, people just make up whatever. And um, in that case, it said, I don't know if it was like 18% had an injury uh, in, in one or two years of training. And uh, well, the CrossFit, uh, like the HQ, they, they repelled this and they said like, <laughs> the, well, let show us the evidence and then, or show us your study and how you did it. and. Yeah, it, it basically got blown out of the water as uh, just a ba very bad, poorly done study by mm -hmm. some, you know, somebody who just wanted to get his degree, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is how science works. Like you have somebody doing a bad study and somebody doing it better and then you, you know, repel it and you try to, um, uh, yeah, try to show that again or, you know, more more studies to it. Um, and, um, but yeah, we can just take that number. Uh, we say this study is right. Uh, then we can take the study and we can compare it to jogging. Mm -hmm. Right now, the first, the most people that just run, they, they do the most simple, simplest thing that you can do. It doesn't require much anything. We talked about this. You, you don't need to be strong. You don't need to be fast. You don't need to be coordinating you don't need to have any kind of exceptional balance mm -hmm. just jogging right um and here you you have the statistics of 80 percent pe people getting injured 
in the like first year of jogging <laughs> so um yeah people people get injured because uh if you look at jogging because they they overdo it um because their body is so uh sedentary that they they they're unfit and right. and they go too hard and the body tries to adapt and get injured and then you continue and then the, your body gets stronger and then you continue and then suddenly you can you can actually start running a bit faster mm-hmm. if you don't give up um then there are other like caveats that some people have really so poor mobility that it just gets worse from d- jogging and running so they actually start to wear down their joints from mm-hmm. from that but that's a different conversation. Um, now, looking at uh, CrossFit, um, again, like when you do this kind of studies, is uh, you you don't you you need to understand what CrossFit is and how affiliates work. Um, there is no one version of CrossFit in in the world, meaning. Um, uh, and I, I like to bring this analogy between CrossFit affiliates and uh, like an architect's office or or so on. Now, on the street, we have like 20 architects. And my question to you is, what makes you go to that architect and not that architect? And it's usually, well, they are specialized in that kind of architecture that I'm looking for. And I'm like, exactly, that's how CrossFit also works. You have different kind of CrossFit places that have different kind of, um, you know, architects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> programs. Programs, yeah. but also how, how it's how it's uh, constructed, how, how it's built up. Right. Um, and there is um, the CrossFit method uh, inside all of these. That means... I like the basic principles of understanding what fitness is and and so on <clears throat> uh, the basic understanding of um uh you know core to extremity and 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 um trying to be as effective as possible i guess with training um but um at the end like every place is different so you see this is a different kind of programs in most of the, the crossfit studios um, there's no owner that is the same. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there is a s- uh, there is um, many like similarities in how how things develop inside a, a box, mm-hmm. which is so interesting because it really tells us so much about uh, us humans. Uh, it tells us so much about um, like these ingrained ways of how how the human being is developed and how we interact in a social field mm-hmm. how hierarchies are built in in society and you can see this all in a box and and this is why it also tends to um have the same kind of stories uh similar stories in in many boxes but every character is of course different right um so um what I want to say is that when you do a study, you need to do one study on each box. Mm-hmm. You can't do a, a CrossFit study, right? Because it doesn't really tell us so much, mm-hmm. that much. Um, but we can just talk about what our 
box. And as I see it, and this is something I also have from like Kelly Storette, is I actually see our gym more as a lab. So it's it's a laboratory of experiments where mm-hmm. we constantly test things out, and mm-hmm. we can see like hmm, how, how like how how is the performance of people depending on their you know uh, age, gender, body weight, um, all those like metrics we can play with Mm -hmm. and see if there's any correlation um we have the mobility parts to it and and all those things tells Mm -hmm. us like what kind of performance people can uh do and then you know um going outside of that is looking at other like (coughs) health uh, metrics and so on we don't have all of them but um i mean that would be the best best lab it would be to have like all the blood work of every <laughs> athlete and just see how 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 much better everything becomes like right. your your hest- resting heart rate and so on and so on and i did this uh just general question to our our members a while back ago and uh, or not only members but like on on on, on my instagram i just asked people what's your resting heart rate and everyone that did crossfit had like 20 bpms lower than normal people wow <laughs> yeah so um that but that yeah again that's that's no evidence but uh, i think there's um some some grain of truth in that so i i would i would expect us if we would do like a intake on everyone like okay your blood pressure your um your resting heart rate and everything and we would map those out and then we will recheck those every year mm-hmm. now we would see so much so much improvement yeah that you can't see on the scale right and uh i think that's the like the big uh gift that we are actually giving people and yeah. that is also maybe not uh, that appreciated but um that's on us uh for sure but I mean that's that's the, the really the coolest thing um and from from our box like do we have some injuries um we have this you can put yourself like a notification in your app if you're injured and like in the last year we had maybe two or three people reporting injury but mm-hmm. i also know that like some some there are some small aches here and there and mm-hmm. so on happening and um and yeah it's totally expected like because people come here and they're already destroyed right (laughs) bad posture bad this bad knee ripped uh, acl pcl um lower back injuries and so on and um most injuries simply don't happen in the gym they happen outside right and usually before they come here and um the good thing that it that i mean the training gives you is that it actually brings back capacity and brings back to the you know that yeah it brings back the 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 uh, the motoric control of stuff that you've lost Mm -hmm. um one very common issue within crossfit um or not cross it but within athletes is they have shoulder 
issues from mm-hmm. doing CrossFit. And um, I think what that is, is that CrossFit really exposes um, bad posture right. and bad, like, you know, years of bad behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're, <coughs> if you have fully full mobility and you're not a desktop warrior, you will not have I- I- issues with your shoulders. However, it's like, um, you know, we, we test the body and if you have some kind of weak link, that's going to get exposed. Right. And um, it doesn't mean that it's uh, like, it doesn't get destroyed forever, but it, it, it can get exposed. And the, the thing that, I, that we are trying to teach people is like, you don't train through p- pain. Like that, that's a very bad idea. If you have issues with your shoulder or pain in your shoulder, you don't train through it. It's just going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. You have to fix the root cause of that pain, mm-hmm. which is usually something uh, connected with your mobility. So, and it's not like super simple. So this is also a misconception, I guess, is that you think you have a uh, problem with your knee. Mm-hmm. And what do people do? They want to do knee surgery, mm-hmm. right? Um, then I mean, looking at runners, for example, they all have they get destroyed uh, destroyed knees. But uh, so they think I have to fix the knee. Mm-hmm. But it, is it really the knee causing the, the causing the, the the problem? And in ninety nine percent of the times, it's not because you was you were born with a bad knee, uh, like uh, your mom gave you. A pretty perfect knee um but um you have to look at how does it look like in your hip how does it look like in your ankles <coughs> and 99 percent of the times it is because you're you're sitting you know 16 hours a day mm. your hips are are simply shortened yeah. from all that sitting and then you go out for a run and you do that, you know, if it's a 10K, well, it's 10,000 steps you know, with your knee in the wrong position all the time. So right. you're, you're going to cause yourself an injury, yeah. pain first, and then you train, you run, run, run without, with the pain. And then you, uh, you smack some ibuprofen to reduce the inflammation. Ah, oh, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like, you, re- you reduce the inflammation and the inflammation is important for healing. And then you go out for a run again and then it just destroys your knee because now you, you're numb and you're also don't having the, the natural response to heal heal the problem right so you're just wearing out the joint right um and um again is the root cause really the knee no it's it was the hip and what made the hip that step well was the sitting Mm -hmm. so you need to fix those those the root causes of that uh, those problems so how can people how can people differentiate between you know, just a simple, not not always so simple, but you know, just this you know oh. muscle pain, yeah. um, and a true injury. Well, I I think it's or uh, something that could become a bigger injury. Um, well, 
uh, I think we we feel if it's right or wrong in uh, right. pain. Yeah. So if you feel pain and it feels bad, mm-hmm. then it's bad. And if you feel pain, like it uh, feels good, <laughs> like uh, we say from muscle pain, uh, there are different levels of muscle pain too. So if you have soreness, mm-hmm. muscle soreness, and you feel like ah, it's kind of, you feel that, it's like, but it feels quite good, mm-hmm. then it's probably is good but then mm-hmm. you can have a muscle soreness that is like uh, i can't put on my t-shirt right that's bad yeah um um you should you should not aim for having muscle muscle soreness either mm-hmm. so like it's just gonna in, uh, inhibit you from uh actually putting more work into the table mm-hmm. the next day mm-hmm. so it's not like a self um yeah it's not it's not like a very good idea to always go for that Mm -hmm. um even though i think we can create like an addiction to it um that and uh, in psychology they this is very very known like you you because there's a you can you can you can school people to to like pain because they get something out of it it's like the classical psychological um uh, what's it called um uh, yeah it's, i'm blanking here now but basically you you punch somebody in the face and then you give him a sweet and then you know oh the the thing with the dog the the dog and the bell yeah yeah it's it's kind of uh, connected <laughs> but it, yeah. yeah basically you you just teach the body you're there's going to be um some kind of reward and th- that's why then you start to connect this right. this pain to something good mm-hmm. and um, um, but yeah uh, I, I don't think like I, d- I don't I think CrossFit is very safe mm-hmm. um, and um, it depends a lot on where you go for training mm-hmm. and so on um, but speaking of pain um, I what what I wanted to also mention was that I think there are too many babies out there too that that haven't grown up understanding that you need to get a, a bit harder. Mm. You need to be um, you need to be a bit more resilient, mm-hmm. and um, and this is kind of the uh, like we we look at now. You know when pushing yourself a bit outside the, out of your comfort zone and so on uh, I think just too many too many people are not too much in their comfort zone mm-hmm. and they are um, and why that is bad is because they're simply not getting the most of their life because it's it's not about the workout but it's actually to develop your character as a person right. and to, to be a bit more courageous and mm-hmm. and taking some you know you know if you if you start doing some hard workouts you're going to be able to have tougher conversations that that's it you're going to have a better salary wage you're going to have a better life so uh you need to uh you know grow up and and it's not easy because many are overprotected they Mm -hmm. they grow up in this la la land where they everything is so comfy and yeah and cushy and 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 we we think that um i mean the human condition is kind of this way we try all our best to 
uh, not have to do anything. Right. So uh, the best thing is if I can just, I mean, if we could just not spend any energy at all and just get, you know, food and, <laughs> and, and, and sleep yeah. all the time. Yeah. But uh, that, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that ends up in, in like the, uh, in a in a very tragic world for us, mm-hmm. uh, like mentally and everything. But yeah, uh, I definitely um, encourage people to think about that if they're a bit too comfortable, a bit too cushy, and if they're uh, in the, in a la la land. Yeah. Um, and yeah, training, whatever you know. If you're in a la la land, I'm not saying you have to destroy your la la land. But I'm saying you can you can uh, you can get grow tougher. You can you can start to endure some you know good pain, and um, that's gonna just give you so much more options in life. Yeah, it does. It 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 certainly does. You know, build character, yeah. right? Um, like I often say, at, like before a, you know, before a hard workout, you know, before one of these long chippers, I'll say to somebody like, "Oh, see you on the other side," you know. And and I, when I really think about it, it's like I'm gonna gain so much more than just a good sweat, just you know, um, physically you know, what I'm going to gain from that workout, just that workout. And yeah, you're right. I think, you know, people just really want to be comfortable, mm. really want to be comfortable. It's, it's nice. It's pleasant. It's, mm. but yeah, you, you, you build a tougher skin mm. and, um, you're much more resilient in other aspects of your life. So, yeah. And I think this is kind of, you, you, you get a bit more, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a one-hour workout. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm talking about either. It's like just now when you're in a lockdown, you're in a uncomfortable pos- mm-hmm. place or you're traveling. It's not a lockdown and you're traveling, but you can't, don't get to the gym or whatever. Like show me fucking 50 push-ups on the aer- airplane. <laughs> like I don't care. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like being a bit more <clears throat> confident and and confident, t- and, yeah. t- and taking those like, uncomfortable decisions of like okay i'm at the airport everyone's gonna watch i'm gonna do my hundred squats here with my backpack or with my traveling bag like and i don't fucking care yeah uh and i think that's um also one thing that you know builds your character Mm -hmm. and um i like to think like if you look into like the realm of business is that the the most crazy businessmen they do this Mm -hmm. like they um they don't care so much about what others think if you care about what others think uh that's going to be put a hold on you Mm -hmm. right so um yeah getting a bit more courageous and then you have to have those hard conversations maybe (laughs) explaining why you're doing push-ups on the airplane (laughs) 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 so um to kind of continue this conversation, the the next um, topic, I guess, is you have to be fit already to start CrossFit. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, very common. <laughs> um, 
and yeah my analogy has always been like yeah well you know the Bundesliga or you know the like football the Premier League and so on uh, and you watch those games like yeah and but but you also you, you also play football yourself right yeah so uh, why didn't you think that you need to be as good at Slatan or as Ronaldinho or um, Neymar or whatever they're called when you started playing football like or Ronaldo mm-hmm. like <coughs> uh, no you start playing where at your level and, right and and do you start with a 90-minute game to start with like no no you you start with looking at the ball and mm-hmm. then you kind of kick the ball a couple of times and the same thing is well, kind of with crossfit too it's you you start watching uh how it kind of works you you feel the ball you you kick the ball and then you understand how oh, to run after the ball and then you start running and then you develop your running and and your balance and your skills and and all those things then start to build up and then uh all of a sudden you can't think about anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> now but um you uh you definitely uh yeah you you should not go out in a premier league game if you never played football before and the same thing with crossfit is that you shouldn't go to the crossfit games uh if you never done any fitness before and you should not go to the gym and do fran uh dif- like uh, by yourself in the gym uh, without knowing anything and to just you know, <laughs> just do that or like oh, i'm gonna lift 200 kilos of deadlifts um without ever done a deadlift before and no you, you have to start uh, somewhere and um how you start it's it's i mean depending on um you know a bit of you know your coach and who Mm -hmm. who you have a coach uh, ass and um i mean if if it's here we uh the way we discovered is the best is to start with uh with the coach one-on-one because Mm -hmm. that allows us to give some time to actually feel the ball kick the ball and stuff like that we did this in a group group way too and uh what happened is uh, what happens is that uh, there's not enough attention uh like time for attention on for each individual in that sense um and then uh, you know if you don't have a gym then there are plenty of of coaches out there that can uh guide you so um yeah uh, I would say one 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 good way to start is you know you need to have information, you need to educate yourself a bit, and if you are, uh, you know, very unfit and so on, the the easiest and fastest way is of course to have to have a coach uh, on your side. Mm-hmm. Now the cheapest way and the thing that's going to cost you the most uh, time and probably. Uh, Speaking of injuries and so on, well, that's going to be to do it your own way, and then you're <laughs> you, you're going to discover all the faults and yeah. do all the mistakes and yeah. learn by that. And it's yeah. going to take you a couple of years, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting how you kind of started. You know, I mean, 
my brother plays hockey with the Jewish Community Center League, you know, and, um, you know, he's by no means a, you know, rock star hockey player, but, you know, he enjoys it. Um, He's not going to go, you know, for like tryouts to higher leagues because he he's not at that level. So this this thing that that I hear so much from people, oh, I you know, I want to get fitter before I, you know, join the CrossFit box. It's like I maybe there's not enough and and I know, you know, we there was so much talk about this in in the level 1 about, you know, like what CrossFit is and that it's high or that it's functional movements, right? So, I mean, your grandmother could do it, you know, a form of CrossFit because it's squatting, right? Yeah. Or, um, but this notion that, you know, I already have to be at a certain level to even start. It's like the door's closed right away. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, again, it, it, what we're teaching people is, um, like fundamental human movement right which is like something everyone needs to be able to do right and um it's ju- the only thing that is gonna vary is like the, the degree of intensity mm-hmm. um so if somebody is very old their intensity of the workout is going to be totally different mm-hmm. however i think uh, i really like this uh, idea of i could actually compete with my uh, with my mom or my grandma mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to do a workout which is going to be Fran for example <clears throat> and for my mom that would be um, you know probably just squats and uh, or thrusters with a dowel mm-hmm. and ring rows mm-hmm. and I'm going to do uh, Fran RX and uh, I I will need to be like really trying to do my best to beat her right (laughs) Uh, yeah and she's gonna have a great workout too right so uh and yeah then when we do this she's she does this every year well suddenly that dowel is not going to be a dowel anymore it's going to be a barbell and Mm -hmm. then um you know the 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 ring rose is going to be jumping pull-ups and Mm -hmm. you know a couple of years later it's going to be pull-ups and Mm -hmm. it's going to be like a heavy barbell mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's uh yeah also if you're old it, you're you're gonna start to see progress right uh which is so also very cool like some some people think that like um i'm 65 it's it's already over it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> you have no idea how fit you can be when you're 80 if you do something now yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. So that brings us to the next topic of how CrossFit can serve you in maybe your chosen sport if you are, let's say, a semi-professional or professional cyclist or tennis player or rugby player, how CrossFit can um, help, Mm. how it can add to another sport yeah so this is um from my own experience like playing ice hockey for uh 20 years plus um and uh, my 
well my perception was that when i started with crossfit like well we we did a lot of like s- strength training and stuff like that and uh we had a pretty good like coach who was um actually a like uh, we had an off-season coach that was a uh, uh, national champion in in uh, weightlifting and in um, well i think it was um uh, powerlifting actually but anyway so we did some weightlifting we did some cleans we did squats and um and stuff but we had no idea what we were doing like it, it was you know we we did some kind of circuit training mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that but um in sports in general like there's so little idea behind uh optimizing uh, athletes uh output in that sense no you just um i don't know you you train a lot and you get better at the sport for Mm -hmm. sure but the missing things that i see in sports training is that that we actually get in in crossfit is this um really understanding core to extremity Mm -hmm. and then also the full range of motion Mm -hmm. like if you can squat as the grass or you can do handstand handstand walk or you know uh heavy heavy uh, overhead squat and stuff like that um those things will transfer to all the other sports right and we can look at for example swimming um <clears throat> so if you're a swimmer uh, you need to be able to have like a really good uh overhead mobility mm-hmm. however if you're a bit lacking in overhead mobility you, you train in some way that you know kind of makes it not possible to extend your shoulder or the elbow and get your ha- uh, elbow close to your head and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, you're going to put your shoulder in, in the wrong position every time you you, you take a stroke mm-hmm. and that after a while just like the running your shoulder is going to blow out mm-hmm. so that's why you see a lot of uh, swimmers with blown out shoulders and mm-hmm. they quit swimming right um so that's one thing that you know as a swimmer you you might not train that you know you don't train your mobility in um in swimming per se um however if you're doing crossfit and you want to improve your lifts um the easiest way to improve your lifts and to get more weight on the bar is to actually just get more flexible mm-hmm. it's not about getting stronger Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is something that uh, I see most sports uh, would really gain from um, and then going back to just this mental toughness thing um, is one thing uh, j- just to get a bit more badass mm-hmm. it's going to help you in the sports and uh, third also just the work capacity mm-hmm. like um I mean, we see this from sports people doing CrossFit for the first time. They're uh, bringing my mom back into the picture. It's like my mom would kick the most, like a lot of professional ass because they simply don't do uh, full range of motion work. And they're maybe very good at running a marathon, but they can't lift anything off the floor. Right. Um, And yeah. Is there also something to to the fact that you know in in professional sports you know the you're kind of always training what you do best at and um 
in CrossFit because there's so many of the different domains you're kind of you um you were taught to train our weaknesses also um so they're all kind of at a good level but um but in sports like in um I'm not very good with sports analogies but um but with sports I mean you're always training to win Mm. right and training what you do best at whether it's speed or um it's a different mindset yeah yeah so how can crossfit add to that yeah again uh, it's a bit like you said it just adds to your um toolbox toolbox yeah and that's just going to give you more options also in the in in your sport yeah now sports um in sports it is more like a specific uh, like you get specifically good at something within your uh sport usually and you train for that and then you kind of add on top of that Mm -hmm. and uh like in sports it's uh, like professional sports it's not about you becoming the most healthy you mm-hmm. no it's just about winning the game right and if that means if you see this in cycling like if that means you have to take drugs you everyone is on drugs yeah uh if that if that means that you're gonna wear out your uh you know because of this sports just has this like strange movement patterns mm-hmm. um and you do it repeatedly repeatedly it's like is that going to be good in a, like in the long term? Like it doesn't matter because it's all about you winning the game when you're 20 and what happens with you when you're 22, who cares? Right. Yeah. Uh, gymnastics, the same, like you're just being the best gym, gymnast. Well, you have a lifespan <laughs> between 15 and 20 and then it's done. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. and then you have like all these issues after that. And mm-hmm. to be honest, like uh, I feel like it, look at crossfit as a sport i i can definitely see that also happening a lot of like crossfit athletes Mm -hmm. uh, they're training for the optimal um performance and that might you know cause people to uh, burn burn out on Mm -hmm. both edges from both sides but the the only thing that is kind of surprising is that there are a lot of like older athletes that are actually getting better uh, and they're still so good, even though they're getting older and older, and even though they're not training that much anymore, they're still getting better. It, it's like, okay, it's, uh, it seems like, you know, you can do this for, with very high intensity for very long. And it's, um, it's actually just, you know, you're just building a brick. Yeah a brick yeah uh for each year you're you're doing this um but yeah we'll we'll see what happens like we crossfit is such a young young sport so Mm -hmm. we'll see like how people like Haley adams behave in you know when they're twice their age meaning like when they're 22 (laughs) (laughs) no but when she's you know 35 or 40 yeah how will she look like right um we don't really know right now but i mean uh she puts in a lot of uh effort and and uh, intensity now and we'll see if she she um 
yeah, what happens like when you continue to do that? We look at the athletes that have been doing this for like 10 years already. Mm-hmm. Again, they're mostly just still improving. So it's uh, pretty impressive. And they're like, they're by far mm, <laughs> having much more work capacity than anyone in the world. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that covers a lot of topics today. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I, I guess if, if we forgot anything, then uh, yeah, uh, let us know. Somebody, uh, you, can, you can write us. Yeah, send us <laughs> questions. Yeah. We can do, we can do um, episodes with your questions specific to CrossFit or not specific. Yeah. A grab bag. Yeah, a grab bag. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, we have holidays now. Uh, yes, we do. So let's uh, let's enjoy those and and I guess we will try to be back after the holidays. Yeah. See you next year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. See you later. Ciao.